Welcome back to Don't Look Under the Bed. Recognized by International Hospitality Institute on its list of top 30 hospitality podcasts. How cool is that? Did you know that Don't Look Under the Bed is a part of the Hospitality FM Network? A podcast network dedicated to bringing the best hospitality-focused podcasts to those in and around the industry. From food and beverage, guest experience, diversity and inclusion, tech, operations, hotels, vacation rentals, and so many more. Hospitality FM is passionate about giving the industry a more prominent and louder voice, all by going all in on audio. Check out the website at hospitality.fm. Enjoy the show. I am so delighted to have the women with me from Hertelier. Welcome, Emily Goldfisher and Nancy Mendelson to Don't Look Under the Bed. How are you ladies doing? Great. Very good. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing well good. here in Texas and uh, looking for another nice hot day um, all before Labor. I mean, not Labor Day, Memorial Day. Um, so we're just gearing up and hopefully our uh, our energy grids will hold up. You know, yes. we had some issues last year. Yes. So um, pray for us down here. <laughs> Everything's crossed that can be. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like it. So I just want to say thank you so much for creating um, this global community for women in hospitality. And um, let's go into your background a little bit. We'll start with you, Emily. Just give us a little tidbit of who you are and uh, leading up to uh, Hertelier. Thanks. Thanks, Robin. Thank you so much for having us. Like, we love Don't Look Under the Bed. I You've done so many amazing interviews and I really enjoy the podcast so thank you for having Nancy and I to talk a little bit about ladies in the hotel business and yeah I mean basically my background is um worked in the hotel business in the you know PR and marketing side and then 10 years ago moved um to the UK for my husband's job and at that point I had gone from being, you know, I had been previously the head of uh, public relations and communications for those hotels. And when we moved here, I decided to try my hand at being a journalist because we were only going to stay here for two years. And fast forward, actually, it's been 11 years. And yesterday we became citizens of the UK. So oh, wow. congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. in time for the Jubilee. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, just in time for the Jubilee. Yeah. I had my photo taken with a photo of the Queen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so that was, it's, it's been an exciting um, decade here. And what's been interesting is that, and what inspired her tellure was um, seeing over the last few years, more and more women here going into leadership positions in hotels and some of the nicer, you know, luxury properties in London and then also outside of the UK, which is, was my beat as, as a reporter for, for Questex covering um, the luxury hotel scene. And when the pandemic hit, 
I thought to myself, actually, not only are there more women, but there's also now more organizations that are out there to help women that are trying to learn how to navigate their careers in hospitality. Um, and it just kind of provided this time to take a pause and think about, okay, well, if I'm ever going to do a website, maybe this is my chance. Mm-hmm. And actually, I called Nancy and I was like, what do you think about this idea? And Nancy was very supportive. <laughs> um, and here we are. So it's been a year. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done over 200 stories of wow. women, as you say, all over the world, working in different aspects of hotel management, um, you know, from sommeliers to CEOs to general managers to even um, front desk you know, supervisors and even women in their first job. So I think what's different and interesting about Hotelier is that actually we are trying to showcase and amplify the stories of women all along their career. Um, And, you know, just to inspire women, you know, in various jobs and roles and disciplines. Um, And there's so many different jobs um, and areas, as you well know, having worked in the industry yourself for so many years. So That's kind of the birth of Hertelier. And then, you know, I'll give a quick shout out and introduction to Nancy. Um, She writes a weekly column called Unpack It with Nancy um, and also has advised me and basically has been, you know, involved with Hertelier every step of the way, um, including, you know, from designing the logo and coming up with the name um, actually, Nancy came up with the name, I should wow. say. Wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> it, was a, it was a joint, it was a collaboration. There. <laughs> well, I, I had mean, hotel so her. I love it. I yeah, had you did. Her. I had hotel her, and Nancy was like, actually, maybe you should try her tell her. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, Nancy, I'll hand it over to you. Okay, well, um, my background is uh, circuitous, and uh, I I guess the overview is that I've been in virtually every aspect of communications from ad agencies to publishing companies to broadcasting to, um, you know, and I'm still finding out what I want to do when I grow up. And, uh, you know, to to, to write, I I mean, and I love that. I I do love that. And um, I have tried to pick up as many skills as I can along the way. And, uh, you know, I can do a lot of stuff. And uh, um, when M, I met M, um, I actually was a consultant for Lowe's Hotels. I had left a job in broadcasting and John Tisch, who is instrumental in certainly hospitality and uh, travel in the United States, um, I got recommended to him to do a video because he had thought there was a real connection between the entertainment industry and the hospitality industry. Mm. And so I got the gig and he and I really clicked and I understood him and I got very involved with Lowe's and that's where I met Emily first. And then several years later, somehow I managed to get on staff and, uh, um, which was interesting. And that's when Em and I really coalesced and then sobbed when she was leaving. And uh, we've, we've stayed in touch. And yeah. I, sub- I love to support her in all that she does because she has a lot of good ideas. So, oh, she does. Yeah. You're absolutely brilliant. 
Emily, and I, I love all of your ideas. Um, so Nancy, tell us about your, your article, Unpack It with Nancy. The column, well, it's, it's interesting because Emily actually named that. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> she, she named it Unpack It. And, and basically, I, I, I guess, can I raise, let me raise the whole mentor concept it's a it's a an homage to my very first mentor okay. who before she passed away when i was in my 20s said all i ask is that you pass it on and she left me with a lot of incredible wisdom that sometimes now years later i'll go oh god that's what she meant you know and it's it's um they're just wonderful universal concepts that helped me she was she was, I will say, she was my therapist. She was my teacher. She was, she set me on a path that was very meaningful, exposed me to many things, believed in me. Mm-hmm. And I thought when Em said, well, you know, how do you want to participate? I said, I'd love to do a column. And I've done them before, but um, I felt that this was a great way to help people and to, with the wisdom that I was helped with and that I'm constantly helped with. And, mm-hmm. you know, having been around longer than M and you and, and have seen the and struggled where I've had men reporting to me that made more money than I did. Oh, you know, yeah. anything I can do to get these concepts out and to help. And, and um, that's I unpack a different topic. It was supposed to be a you know, please write in with your problems. And people will phone me and text me. And very infrequently do I get an email, but um, I do hear from people and I try to address and help, you know, alleviate and promote and support Mm -hmm. uh, people when they need it and topics that seem to be salient to to what's going on now. Is there anything that um, you get, like there's a common theme or that you get a repeat question, like. People are very concerned when they reach a certain age, which to me is amazing. It seems when women, nobody talks about um, middle-aged madness. They dealt with men, you know, when men Mm -hmm. have a middle-aged crisis, they buy cars, they, they go out and do what men do. Women, Mm -hmm. it's a very internal crossroads. Yeah. It's you start to question I've I, for myself and, and many people I, I get asked the most and I about how do you how do you move forward? What do you do? Am I doing the right thing? I've yeah. done this all my life. And is it the right thing? And what makes your heart sing? And how did you because I've done some things. I've quit some jobs, just probably not the best financial move, but mm-hmm. it was right for my my soul. And um, it's that that midlife path changing. Am I too old to take a new job? Am I too young about this? And it's, it's that kind of cro- their crossroads questions that yeah. I get asked. And so. that was going to be my question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I'm 58 oh. and You're you look great. I did You're not like, put no. you there. Oh, well, thanks. I'll send the check on Monday. <laughs> And um, so it's like, like you said, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Yeah, I have a job. Does it spark joy? No. Is it supposed to? I don't know. That's a good question. You know, so 
we'll but talk look offline. what you're doing. But look what you're doing. <laughs> but look what you're doing. Look what you're doing now, and look what you're doing with this. And yeah, and I love doing this. Well, you know, see, it's a passion this project, thing. I guess. Yes. You know? So. This is why I got involved with M and with yeah. Hotelier. It is, it sparks joy. Yeah. I read a thing the other day that said, try to do more things that make you feel like yourself. Yeah. And I had gone out to, nobody goes out to lunch here. I mean, in New York, you go out to lunch. It's, oh, you go out well, to Well, not everything. even, any, not anymore. I mean, you yeah. eat at your desk and oh, that's sure. joyless now, but yeah. um, you'd go out to lunch and um, I went out to lunch with a friend here first time in, in ages. And I came back and I thought, Oh my God, I feel like myself again. Something mm -hmm. as simple as going to lunch, working with them. Um, it makes me feel like myself. I yeah. have other clients where I feel like I've been left back in school, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful yeah. that I'm grateful for the work and I yeah. have a variety, but it's, it's those pockets where you can find joy. Yeah. Yeah, in my community, we call it, um, you know, you're at a 10, that feeling when you're at a 10, yeah. what brings you that when yeah. you're at a 10, what are those days look like? Yeah. So I'm, I'm always looking for a 10. I'm not always looking for a 10. But you know, I like to be, you know, a uh, uh, high seven or high eight. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> at least. Yeah, I'll take, I'll it. take it. Yeah. But so, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, I like that. No, yeah. but that's yes, please. Let's talk offline. And yeah. let's because it is, it is, nobody talks about women's midlife crises. Right. Yeah. They just don't. And I think um, that everything, all roads kind of lead to that in the unpack it. Uh, yeah. You should just be happy that your family is healthy, that your husband is working and that you're working and uh, suck it up, buttercup. Yeah. Gratitude is, a. I mean, and I am yeah. grateful. I wake yeah, up every same. morning. I'm grateful, but sure. sometimes I just want to tear my hair out. Yeah. I just, and run screaming. Yeah. And it's like, why universe? Why? Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah, I feel, yeah. I mean, I, I really agree. understand how you feel. I think it's yeah. normal, but normal doesn't feel so good all the time. <laughs> that part. Yeah. So Emily, tell me, um, what, what are the women in hospitality doing to lead the way? What's, what's going on? What is going on? That is a good question. Um, you know, I think we are seeing a shift where there are more female leaders at the top, you know, certainly at different hotel, at the big brands, you're seeing more and more women. But, you know, I was at a conference two weeks ago in um, Berlin and it's still a drop in the bucket. Like, like you feel like, oh, we're making tons of progress mm -hmm. and it's all going really well. And it is, but there's still room for improvement. Sure. And, and just also, I think it's better for business to have different perspectives um, and different points of view, whether it's women, people of color, um, just, it just, you know, all the, the studies show that that actually is, is better for business as well. Yeah. Um, and I do think, uh, women are learning to help each other. I mean, maybe they always did it, but now I think, you know, these ideas of mentorship and sponsorship mm -hmm. are more talked about 
there's more resources for women Mm -hmm. to learn how to navigate your career if you're in the earlier stages or even, you know, like we were just talking about a a bit further on in your career. Yeah. Um, So like the Castell Project, which I think started five years ago, this Women in Travel Thrive, which I think started in 2019. So, you know, Mm -hmm. they're two, three years into it. Um, so I think there is more opportunity for women to learn the tactics that I guess men have been employing for years to move up the, the, uh, the ladder, the, the, the corporate ladder. And then, you know, look, there's no denying that the pandemic was a big setback for women everywhere. Yeah. Um, that mostly it was women who left their jobs because of the childcare issue. Um, and that's something that, you know, over the last year in working on her tire, I've gotten really interested in this fact that, you know, women are the ones that take the burden of the childcare. And there just aren't any resources that are available. So, you know, if if you live in the US, or even if you live here in the UK, it's just, you don't get the support that you need to have, you know, childcare. financially, you know, either from the government or from, from your job. So I think that's an area where, you know, companies need to start stepping up, uh, especially with the labor crunch. So now, you know, we have opportunity in the, in the fact that there is this labor shortage. So hopefully we see some meaningful change. Yeah. So we've touched on uh, mentorship, sponsorship. Nancy, let's talk about the difference And I know there's a huge difference. I mean, I'm a mentor to someone, so I kind of like guide them and make suggestions and that sort of thing. But there is a stark difference between being a mentor and a sponsor. So there, there is Robin, and there are also other layers in between and they, I mean, I don't know in, in your mentorship, I think the definition, the clinical definition is a mentor guides and a sponsor supports and puts you out there and introduces you to the network, you know, to her network or his network um, and actually takes action. And I think in, in my experience of mentoring, sponsoring, and also advocating. Yeah. You know, Em and I were talking about this because you know, we, we had discussed that this was a topic we were gonna talk about and we got into this really interesting conversation and um, there's advocacy and is that the same thing as sponsorship? And then there's friendship and then there's, you know, there's all these ships that mm-hmm. keep you know, <laughs> navigating. And um, I was thinking about this, that the mentors and sponsors that I've had have been both men and women and um, still are actually. And um, how you move, I mean, is it, well, how did you get your mentor? I mean, how did you become a mentor? Because I'm curious, because there are ways to do it. And how did, did, was it organic? I've had, I've, I've had several, I've had people ask me, hey, you know, you've been, in the sales, you know, arena as a black woman for whatever years. And I've never seen anybody like you before at these meetings. Mm -hmm. Would you, you know, could you guide me and and help me through? Mm -hmm. So I've had people ask. Um, I've also signed up for some. So like University of Houston here um, has the hotel management program. So I volunteer 
um, for that. And then now I'm working with a student from Cornell um, who's getting ready to uh, go on an internship. Um, so I was, so I volunteered for that as well. So I, I seek it out, yeah. I think, because yeah. there was nobody there for me. Mm-hmm. And um, like I, I've told Emily before, you know, when I was promoted to the sales office, I was just so goddamn happy to be there. I was yeah. just going to sit in the corner, do my work, be quiet and not ruffle any feathers. Not, I wasn't going to ask anybody for anything. I was just so happy to be there. So <laughs> I did had I, I just meeting you now and your personality, how did that go for you sitting um, quiet in the corner? <laughs> well, with my person, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> clearly I'm not a shrinking violet, right? Yeah. So that, so that did not serve me well because, you know, I, um, I had to come out, yeah. you know, and then when I came out, it was like, oh, okay, she's, she's fun. She's nice, whatever. But I didn't want to, again, like I said, I didn't want to rock the boat and I, I didn't want to think that I was trying to advance and take somebody else's job or, or whatever. But I mean, that didn't last long, the shrinking violet part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's an interesting thing. I, I, over the years, if you live long enough, cause you know, I'm older than the both of you. And if you're fortunate to live long enough and pay attention in school while it's happening, um, there, there was never a name for it yeah. when I, you know, when I was starting out at working, it wasn't, you have a mentor guys used to call it, um, uh, I, I worked for CBS for a long time and the mm. men used to call it, oh, my godfather, or my rabbi, which oh. nothing to do with religion. Right, there, was, sure. there were no mentors. Yeah. You know, there were godfathers and there were rabbis and there were women, mm-hmm. you know, and they mm-hmm. were, you know, I don't know where they fell in this. And, you know, it just organically, I was fortunate. Um, and I, I think Anne will also attest to this. I was fortunate at CBS to have, you know, mentors and sponsors they, and advocates in male wow. bosses. Very wow. rare. I mean, I and so how did you get yours? How, the people who I mentor? Yeah. Or the people that mentored you? It or just, both. I worked with them. Okay. I worked and it just with them and they, organic. Okay. But they saw something, okay. you know, they, that's the thing. They saw yeah. something that they saw something in me, which, mm-hmm. and with others, I imagine, but that they said, Hey, you know, I mean, I, I actually wrote a column about it. I, I didn't unpack it. I had a, a, a wonderful man who we changed. Marketing was very new at CBS when I was in the marketing department. And we had rotating uh, vice presidents. And so we got a vice president who had been in sales. And he first, second day there, he comes into my office and he said, do you realize you have men reporting to you who make more money than you? Oh, and I said, yeah. I do. Um, but I love my job so much. I really mm-hmm. don't give a hoot. Yeah. And um, he said, that's wrong. It's wrong. And I'm going to fix it. And I thought, what planet wow. is this? Who are you? Who is this unicorn? Who is this unicorn? <laughs> and um, he, he was extraordinary. And yeah. certainly M will attest to this. We were fortunate to work at Lowe's under John Tish, who there, there, there were mostly women in key positions there. There was that sense. I mean, he was also a mentor and a sponsor and, you know, an advocate. And so um, I was, you know, certainly fortunate there. Uh, And, 
it just happened organically. And then the whole mentor thing was the same thing with branding. Sure. You know, there wasn't branding, wasn't a thing. There was advertising, there was this, and suddenly there was branding, mm-hmm. you know, and so things get, things become things. They evolve. And they evolve, yeah. and then mm-hmm. they, they work into the system, and I see yeah. the value of that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So Emily, what, what do you think um, when it does not happen organically, and you're there, and you need, you need some guidance, how do you how do you curry favor with someone to be a sponsor? I mean, I guess because they're using their, they're using their currency and credibility to, you know, influence others to see what they see in you or whatever. How, right. how does that work? Yeah. If, I it mean, doesn't happen it, organically. I think that, you know, the term organic is maybe loose because yeah. You know, you kind of have to put yourself out there. I actually went in advance of the podcast. I had Mm -hmm. a little Google scroll Mm -hmm. and I found an article that was basically like how to get a sponsor. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing is basically how it happened for Nancy. She performed. People noticed her because she was getting her job done well. I mean, the other thing is women have to or anyone, you have to raise your hand for opportunities. And in fact, when I was talking to one of our former colleagues at Lowe's, Um, One of the things she said to me was how she moved up the ladder was she would always volunteer to be on an association, to do something outside of her job that would give her visibility within the community, within the travel community. And she would, you know, then go on to run those organizations and show her leadership skills. Um, The other thing it said that I thought was good. So in in addition to being, you know, making your contributions visible is to have clarity about your goals. Like, what is it that you want or think you want is your next step? And then sharing the goals with people who could potentially put you in those places. Um, And so, you know, with the main difference between a mentor and a sponsor being that a mentor kind of teaches you the skills and and a sponsor maybe isn't in your direct line of management or whatever, but puts you in the position to move up in your job will put you forward for different promotions and things like that. So I think those were all really good yeah. tips mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on the various things I searched. That was my favorite. Yeah. It's a good one. I love Very those. Good. I love all yep. of those. So I'll put those in the show notes because that's definitely some takeaways. Yeah. And I feel, I feel terrible because I'm looking back, you know, 20 years and I'm like, I didn't know how to do that, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm happy that I know now in order to help somebody else. Absolutely. You know, I um, was afraid to, I was, I was afraid. I didn't know that was an option. I didn't either. You know, I didn't either. Yeah. 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 I didn't know what I didn't know. All I knew was, okay, I'm a new salesperson. Yep. They, they trust me with this book of business. I'm going to book, I'm going to make them money. Mm -hmm. Everybody's happy. Yep. I didn't see anything beyond that. Neither. Um, so it kind of ties back to confidence too, and yeah, a little bit for sure, you know, and and just making sure you, you know, just to feel confident enough to share what you've accomplished. Yeah. Um, you know, people talk about that. We just, I just interviewed this Crystal Venice Thomas from Hyatt, and she 
kind of talked about um, the idea of imposter syndrome, even though she's a very competent person, mm-hmm. you know, the thought of, you know, second guessing yourself or whatever, but she, she really in the article, I, I recommend it, um, goes into at length. I asked her the difference between, you know, being, having mentors and having sponsors. And she said that she's had amazing mentors and sponsors all throughout her life. At one point she thought about being a lawyer and, you know, people advised her then. And then she continued to kind of feed off of that advice in shaping her career to what she does now, which is an amazing job doing the branding for Hyatt. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. I'll look forward to reading that as we close, um, talk to us about what's next or what's in the future for her tellier. Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good Um, question. (laughs) Uh, I'm more, you know, this week we just had six stories up this week. That was a lot. That was kind of a a high. Um, More stories, more inspiring women, Mm -hmm. um, more collaborating on panels and conferences. Um, I have one actually, well, I think this will air after it would have already happened, but there's another one for any of your listeners that happen to be in London mm-hmm. uh, coming up in on June 30th. Uh, there's a women's conference that's being held at the Google headquarters, which oh. is going to be amazing with like the head of UK hospitality, Kate Nichols, and then a bunch of different travel uh, leaders from across the industry. And they actually are having, you know, panels on leadership and then, also, uh, allyship, which is another topic that we should explore on another episode. Oh, yeah. But uh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. But br- yeah. briefly, touch on that. What 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 exactly is allyship? So allyship is really, you know, this idea that we're it's it's our responsibility, I think, as women, to educate men. Like, how can you be better partners for us? How can you help us um, with? our careers, how can we help you with your careers? It's just yeah. like across sexes, how can we work better together? Um, which again, I think it's one of these things that like, at least for me, I'm sure for you and Nance as well, is like, you know, always worked well with men. You know, I have three brothers, like it never was a thing for me, mm-hmm. but um, never knew to call it allyship before. <laughs> right. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> never knew the name for that yeah yeah. um yeah so and then what else um just you know the the thing I would say to your listeners is that every week we do the roundup which is um you know I know you're a fan summarizes the week's news um for the industry with a kind of a feminist slant um, so always just the travel industry news and then a bit of business and personal news, you know, personal growth type stories yeah. from the week. That's and... my Sunday self-care with a cup of lemon water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And write to me if anybody. I yeah. Mean, and man, is, exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. I, I uh, have lived a long time and learned a lot and um I guess it's sort of like, you know, uh, it's, it's a form of mentorship. Yeah. You know, it's like people do contact me for guidance and um, it's a not completely anonymous. And yeah. um, or if you don't just I, I welcome any and all correspondence. So it, it, uh, 
I, email I Nancy. Email. We're also doing that's one thing that I think is is new-ish and we're gonna do more of. I actually had someone reach out to me recently that um we haven't even well, I'll just lightly touch on it, but basically a woman who is in a high up position and a very successful property and ends up for her review getting a meets expectation when she basically blew wow. everything out of the water. Ugh. And it's mm. like, she knew it wasn't right. And she mm -hmm. did flag mm -hmm. it up and do all the right things. Yes. But it's this, this idea that like, you know, we have to push ourselves yeah. to get what we deserve. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't always come to us because of these, you know, whatever the, the biases that people mm -hmm. bring to the table um, that haven't yet changed in some parts of the industry. So I think we're going to be doing more of that. We did a, a panel with new moms and again, it was anonymous and it was like all the challenges new mothers face, um, mm -hmm. which was very interesting. And then also we did one with HR directors that basically kind of recapped how difficult it was. Sorry, with the pandemic. <laughs> Just lost an ear, but sorry about uh -oh. that. That's all right. um, <laughs> yeah, so those kinds of stories where we can explore things and they're very candid and quite open. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but, you know, we just keep it anonymous. Yeah. So I have one last question and then we'll go. But as we talked about allyship and... Um, men being on board with this thing. I heard a comment the other day where men, I'll just put up quotes um, or some men or one guy or whatever. He was tired of hearing about, he was tired of hearing about diversity and he was tired of hearing about um, oh, the women getting this and, and, people of color getting that and uh rah, rah, rah. you know so it's like I mean what do we do with that well I would say dead to me that was really you know anybody that whines about that is is uh uh he was on property at a hotel oh my gosh wow well I think that mindset I think for all of us and your listeners, yeah. we just have to be aware that that yeah. mindset still exists. Still exists, yeah, for Not sure. Not everybody has the same point of view yeah. on what people, what's fair, what's right. Yeah. And we have to keep chipping away at it. Yeah. But also to that point, the more people you find that do not share that and that share your views, it's it's like building community. Yes. I mean, it really is. You know, those people will die of their own weight. Yeah. They're just that's just being left behind and yeah. shame on him. But yeah. seeking out more people with more cultures of community and building that because that's where the strength comes. Yeah, that's where the strength comes in. You know, I love it. We're going to leave it there. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thanks for having Thank us, you, Robin. Robin. Thank you for listening to Don't Look Under the Bed. We appreciate your support of the show. Please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Thank you.